Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I, I know you've got a lot going on. But remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. If you can buy the Harry Potter invisibility cloak for cash, sure, let's let's get mad about it. But Maybe I'm that's saying- what they were testing with the last update. <laughs> Yes, invisible players are coming back because we're gonna. It's gonna be a Zarachi service, an invisibility amulet. You're a wizard, Vladimir. You're a a wizard, Vladimir. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast, the show dedicated to talking about all the poggers things in life, like music, content creation, and video games. I am one of your co-hosts, Jesse Kazam, and I, (laughs) for the first time today heard a compelling argument for flat earth is it the quote no (laughs) every time you get in an airplane you get in a spacecraft yeah every airplane is just a fucking spacecraft because he's convinced that (laughs) thirty-five thousand feet is space it's gotta be dude so no but this this dude this dude was arguing you know how like string theory and all that shit involves like multiple dimensions? Yeah. You know, fucking 11 dimensions or 13 dimensions, space time, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep. This dude is basically talking about some like quantum shit uh, <laughs> that literally nobody listening understood. Yeah. And probably not even him. Although yeah. he did sound like he was intelligent compared yeah. to like, the guy we just listened to who, yeah. you know, said that eons and ions hold the sun up. In, from earth ions and eons eons and ions That's wait what, a yeah. minute <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah okay. he's talking to a guy who has a, a, a electrical engineering degree <laughs> eons and, like, and ions bro yeah and the guy was like oh you think they're more eons or more ions he's like oh the sun the moon is like more eons the sun is like oh okay cool um but anyway so sure. this kid was um this dude was was talking about how there's something called like the there's like a holographic universe theory okay that actually like it it's oh god i i literally heard about it from this crazy guy who yeah, was yeah. All, like talking about the illuminati and shit at the same time so like take it for what it's worth but it was fascinating but, um, in in the same way that like string theory and math in multiple dimensions and all of these like um translations between like uh different dimensionality in math mm-hmm. can be like useful and interesting yeah He's basically saying like there there's a plausible sort of hypothesis that 
if the universe was some sort of holographic projection okay that was actually a like a 2d universe that was just what we were looking at was almost like fake three dimensions okay and it's and it was saying that there's whether or not this is bullshit i do not know um i think it's probably like really fringe sort of theoretical physics that probably doesn't apply yeah 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 but apparently there's some interesting like it potentially could solve quantum gravity and could solve all these other like really challenging things like the like the cosmic inflation and whatever but what the math shows is that like the universe would have to be basically like two-dimensional and that this would just be a three-dimensional projection and the guy was basically saying so if the universe was a two-dimensional projection Sorry, if it was actually two-dimensional, two projecting in three dimensions. The entire universe is technically flat, which means the Earth is flat. And it was like, that's the most coherent <laughs> explanation I've ever heard, is that the universe is a hologram. That's the first time anyone's ever made a, a remotely compelling case for how the Earth could be flat. And it's funny because it's flat <laughs> on a technicality. It would be ha- yeah. it would be agreeing that our perception of the Earth is actually round. Or spherical, but that yep. on a technicality, it would technically be... It's, it's the equivalent of, like, we live in a simulation on, like, a DVD in some other yeah. universe. And, like, the DVD is, it's like, flat disc-shaped, so, like, basically, effectively, the... That's and I'm like, great, you know, though. That's the most coherent yeah, 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 thing yeah. I've ever heard. And it was barely coherent. That's amazing. Yeah. I so. love how deep down the rabbit hole you're going. I'm sure there's just literal infinite content if you look up, like, Flat Earth Debate. I mean, I've literally just been watching one channel. Now, every Tuesday, this guy, MC Toon, um, every Tuesday, <laughs> he does debates. And he's done it for, like, five years. Dang. So he's done so three, four hundred debates. And they're all just on YouTube. And I literally emailed him to basically said, like, listen... I love your content. I appreciate it. I wanted to like reach out as a pre- professional courtesy. I would love to watch while I'm streaming, not trying to like leech react content. Yeah. But, but because first of all, it's educational as fuck. Yeah. I've learned a ton about a million different things from how to do surveying. Yeah. To yeah, math, yeah. Physics. I've learned so much, but also like from a, from a practical standpoint, I wake up in the morning, I work on shit for a couple hours and then I stream all day and I go to bed. Yeah. I can't, I have to go through a decade's worth of science and topics and history. And I'm like, there's not enough hours in the day. So out of purely efficiency speaking, it'd be great if I could stream while also research at the same time. Yeah. And he gave me permission. He's like, yeah, man, go ahead. That's cool. Um, So I've just been literally been playing fucking lawn mowing sim, power washing sim, uh, heart space, shipbreaker. Um, and sometimes that's like the best way to retain information too. when your brain is just busy enough doing another thing. You know what I mean? I find, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a super fidgeter. Like I'm always, oh, I, have, same. I mean, so, I mean, I'm sitting here with this. Yeah, exactly. Dude. I have this, I have this foot hammock. Literally it's like attached to both sides of my desk. And I just like put like, so I can put my feet up and like lean back in my chair. Anyways, it's held up by these strings and this string, I just literally sit and fidget with it the whole time we do the podcast every week. Like, Oh, my God. But doing stuff like that where you're like playing a little bit of a mindless game while listening to something like a podcast or something, it I feel like it's a great way to retain the information, too. 
Yeah, yeah. And actually, you know, um, you know, healthy gamer, Dr. K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had uh uh he, he did some uh discussion. I don't know if it was with Destiny or with a couple other people, okay. but it was actually an interesting conversation about how he was talking about some kind of like slightly more eastern, I think specifically like Indian sort of philosophy about the mind. Okay. And there was some Indian word that I don't remember, but it was basically describing like there's a type of person with this type of brain that is <laughs> effectively like me and probably you um where we it's like ADHD. Yeah. Where we like hyper focus on a thing and then for a while and then get bored on it and move to something else. And basically like how our education system and whatever they force you to like, you have to sit and learn this one thing. And yeah. Then you also have to do like nine things all at once while at the same time doing like one thing. And, um, and he was basically saying how like, it's really hard for, for people, especially kids yeah. To like succeed in an environment where they're like forced to focus on one thing. Dude. He was really saying like, if you, what, what works for people like that is kind of to do like what I have found works for me, which is like, you choose like three things. Yeah. You go like super hard on one. Yeah. And then you move on to two and then you move on to three. And then usually by the time you're done with three, you move back to one. So yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. completely all over the place. Yeah. But, um, for sure. We were talking yeah. about that the other day in chat. Legitimately, we were talking about how because I asked, I was like, "Does anybody else? Does anybody else hate school but love learning?" Old as they got older, because that was like I remember having that real, realization, and for a while I thought that like it was unique to me, and then I started talking to other people in real life, and like we were talking about it in chat, and it's like that's such a common thing, like detesting school, maybe doing really bad in school or something, but like later on in life, like I love learning, like I love. I love going down the rabbit hole of like espresso and learning like why you do things and what about the beans and what properties and where they come from and how things change and the history of it. And I've, and I've, I've applied that desire to learn. Imagine if you apply that to like physics or whatever, hundred percent, hundred percent. And it's, so it's, it's not even just like games or tech, but like I've applied that in so many like random facets in my life. And it's like, and, and that was something that just like a lot of people in chat resonated with where I was like, dude, I hated school, but I, I genuinely do love to learn. And of course, there's there's going to be some things that we have to learn that aren't fun to learn that we don't want to learn. And of course, not everybody shares my experience. So I'm not saying the entire education system needs to cater to how I would have learned or a few people in chat. But it is fascinating to think about that as I think about my own kids and how like how they act and how crazy they are and like thinking about them just like my son, my oldest son is just like crazy like his new thing dude he's six years old his new thing it's a joke but he goes i'm freaking out and then he just runs around the kitchen non-stop it's like a dog he will not stop until we tell him to stop he's just like and then i think about him in sixth grade just sitting in history class for an hour i'm like he's not gonna learn <laughs> like what yeah. you know what i mean so it's just fascinating to think about that we're like how can in you elementary school, always had i always got they had satisfactory there was like S, C, and like F. And oh, I always yeah. Got, I always got like very bright, does great in class, but won't shut the fuck up and distracts yeah, yeah. the kid. <laughs> yeah. And like I always got like negative marks on effectively like my behavior because yeah. I was always making jokes because I was fucking bored. Yeah, 100%. You know? 100%. And so like, yeah, I think about that a lot where it's like, how do you harness that? How do you like, 
how do I harness that for him at a younger age? The like, because because obviously, you know, I can't snap my fingers and change the education system by the time he gets to third grade. But I'm like, yeah, how do I how do I get him into that? Because I it felt like something that I didn't really like realize about myself until I was a little bit older, like out of high school mm -hmm. when I had the time to like do a hobby and really get into it. And it's like, man, how do you harness that that learning that like desire to learn? Yeah, I recently saw I think it was a YouTube short. And I want to say it was Vsauce, but I could be wrong. Okay. Where, like, my my initial tendency whenever I think about this stuff is I always go, the stuff with me and with kids, especially now these days, has to be, like, technology overload. Oh, like, yeah. The dopamine or whatever, like, that has to contribute to it. And, and, and whoever it was that I was watching was basically saying, no, that's just the new explanation for yeah. something that's around forever. Back in the day... You used to talk, sit and talk with somebody, but you'd be staring at the birds or looking off at whatever. Like we've yeah. always, we've always been. And maybe that's true. I don't know, but yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. it was like, huh? It's a fascinating perspective to think about. Like, yeah, yeah. and it doesn't. Well, looking at it that way, at the same time, doesn't make me feel like all the doom and gloom and like so yeah. nihilistic about like, well, we're fucked. Like yeah. you know, we we've manufactured with like technology and whatever. We've manufactured <laughs> our own like downfall yeah you know um i mean we have but for sure it's it's just one less thing Degree. on the scale yeah yeah to, to move up a little bit you know uh, for sure for sure um it's funny going back to i mean this this was all kind of like a diatribe from the flat earth stuff it, it's funny the uh the last podcast like our last show i named it yeah, I flat earth, you know, and then two Tarkov things, because like sometimes I want to kind of let people know when they click on when they see the title of the episode, like, hey, we talked about some other stuff. Right. And so like it was like a 40 minute discussion about flat earth before we got to Tarkov. So I put that in the title and dude, I saw and then I saw the comment first that said, you know, it's going to be good when YouTube hits the podcast with the community notes. And I was like, what? Like and I re content warning. I refreshed and there was the little Wikipedia thing about flat earth underneath. And I was like. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I've been meaning to check to see if I don't know if that like negatively affects. I was wondering that too. Um, us and the algorithm or not. And it's hard to tell, right? Because maybe it could have been the title. And yeah, I mean, it got more than yeah. the arena launch Episode? video. And it got more. It got more than the last few. Yeah, I was about to say, oh, it's no, trending up. Like all the other episodes have been Never up mind. longer. I was looking at the for you. Like oh, the yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's trending in the right direction. I mean, it's like all the other ones have been up for a lot longer than a week, and that one is still competing. So it, it doesn't look like it's negatively affected it. But it was just, yeah, I, I found that to be hilarious. You should see my Flat Earth notes, Doc, because now I'm, the more and more <laughs> I, I, I'm, I don't know if it's going to be my next video, but I, I do think I want to do a video on on the whole flat earth phenomenon you should yes. see my 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 notes is already nine pages long oh i believe that and it's dude it's incredible like the sections i have it's like montage after montage one is flurfs are bad at math and it's just one of the things that 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 mctoon is always saying is he goes so you have a triangle of sides one one and one what are the internal angles and because these people are now that's something that yeah. like I, I would never hold it against someone for not knowing 
Yeah. Not having, because how many of us have actually tried to do any amount of geometry or trigonometry yeah, yeah, yeah. or anything like that remotely within the last like decade? Um, but these are people who are like, you fucking moron, you don't know anything about geometry. And he's like, okay, you have a triangle of one, 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 right? And the number of times that, that they're like, um, 270, uh, you know, like just giving the 90, 90, 90, oh, classic, you know, like just yeah. giving the wrong fucking answers. Um, so I have a whole list of just quotes, uh, and, and snippets. Um, their primary evidence is almost always memes. Nice. Like real like literally, memes. Literally, like Facebook memes. Every, they communicate via memes. 100%. It's just basically Facebook memes. They're all in Facebook groups. And it's all memes. Just pictures. Like, I think the one that you sent, or the one that someone posted oh, in the podcast. yeah. That's, it. that's that's how they learn. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got one that's asking for evidence and then rejecting it. The number of times they're like, show me yeah. a photo that shows this, this, and this. And they go, okay. And then they go, oh, I mean, I'm not going to believe that. But it's like, well, then why the fuck did you ask yep. for it? Yeah. And another one is their own citations always, 100% of the time, contradict what they're saying. <laughs> because they don't read them. Yeah. It's just like a cycle of regurgitated in this paper. It says this. Yeah. So like like they cite this the this experiment that was the Mickelson Morley experiment um that was effectively what it was testing was if the earth is moving through the ether the luminiferous ether right the energy luminiferous whatever luminiferous ether yeah um and the study determined it basically for all intents and purposes found no movement within any ether and their conclusions were effectively there's no ether because we know they know the earth is moving yeah but flurfs think that it's about that that approves the earth is stationary and it's like they say the like the second sentence is like we yeah we know it's moving just so fantastic um just fantastic or, or they'll show like balloon high altitude balloon videos where they they show they don't show the curvature of the earth and then like he just like scrubs to the middle of the video it hits play and then instantly hits pause and you just see like it's i mean it's not like this right like yeah the earth yeah. is fucking huge it's huge but you know he just screenshots it pulls it into paint and you see like this he draws a straight line and it's like and then they deny their own video yeah yeah it's insane. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Truly, truly incredible. You should make the video. I want to see it. You can be like the definitive. Because that is another... Um, so like the Billy Mitchell thing was like a lot of people were making a lot of Billy Mitchell content, but a lot of the content kind of required you to have some knowledge of Billy Mitchell or previous content. So your video was really nice because it was like the definitive. Yeah. You can come in not knowing anything and be entertained or you can kind of know the story and be entertained because you're telling it in your own unique way. Like, I feel like there's a lot of that. Like, there's so many debates. There's so much this, that and the other. But this could be the like definitive, like flat earth. Yeah, because so there's two other big other than a couple of like the Netflix documentaries. Yeah. 
um there's really been two big videos there was h bomber guy oh yes that and was... then there was folding ideas the dan olsen oh video. yeah that was a good one too and those were like four or it was like four and five years ago now yep. that those came out yeah now i went back and watched <laughs> both of those within the last 48 hours and i realized how little they actually talk about like it none of it almost yeah. none of it overlaps with the things i want to talk about yeah um like 60% of folding ideas video was about like QAnon, like politics. Yes. Yeah. His, his idea, his video, correct me if I'm wrong, but his video was largely about like, no, we shouldn't go easy on them. They're crazy people. And like went deep down the QAnon thing and H bomber guys, a lot of it was like, these are just normal people. And this is how they get into these situations. And it's not a whole lot about like, this is what they believe. This is what they say. This is how they yeah. rationalize this. This is their physics for this. So and yeah, I, I want to talk about what do they believe and why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's and and then also comparing that to what do what does science believe and why? Yeah. And it's like how do we know the Earth is round? A bunch of simple, obvious proofs that like debunk all the things. How do we know the radius of the Earth? How do we know the yeah. heliocentric model? Like all this stuff and and getting into each of those things. Not super deep. I'd watch the hell out of that video, dude. I, I was actually really surprised because watching. It's so funny how when you watch a video, your perspective changes how you walk away from it. Because I had already seen the Dan Olson video. For sure. And I, but this was like before I have gone yeah. deeper into it more recently. And he completely kind of changed my mind on the, how to deal with these people and what to think. And what his explanation was, was basically that a lot of times people say, um, they want to debate with the flat earth people because the, the folks, they're worried that susceptible, gullible people yeah. might get roped into it. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the way I thought about it. Like, it's worth having these discussions because the people on the fence, yeah, you know, you want to sway them in the right direction. And now my perspective is kind of completely changed. And I, it's, I almost think now that there's almost nobody on the fence. Yeah. There are people that don't care uh, and they're, and, and they're just not interested. Yeah. And then, and then there are people who are sufficiently educated enough that they like know the mm -hmm. science and the truth and whatever. And Dan Olson's idea was effectively, you have all of these people that deny vaccines 9-11 was an inside job we didn't land on the moon jfk was assassinated by like mickey mouse or whatever the fuck and you know all of these things it, they subscribe to all of these crazy wacky disparate conspiracy theories yeah and, and what flat earth is is a way to pull all of them together and to encompass the uh, it's it's almost the closest thing they have to proving their crazy worldview that there is some yeah. malevolent force out there. Because think about it. If they could scientifically prove, if mm -hmm. we knew the Earth was flat, that proves everyone is lying to us. Yeah. Which, and that justifies Which everything. makes all the other conspiracies seem so much more likely if we know that the government and NASA and every scientist ever has been lying to us. If they've pulled off that heist, what else have they pulled well, off? Of course, the 5G and the medicine is all there to control us. And of course, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. did 9-11, you know, whatever, right? Um, so now it's like, oh, I'm like 
kind of discarding the whole idea around like trying to convince people on the fence because those, yeah. I, it's it's a what he argues is it's kind <laughs> of a facade. The yeah. people who were like, I used to be a glober, but then I like watched some memes and that kind of like made me question things. What they really are saying was before I used to spend all my time on like lizard serpentine Hillary Clinton email <laughs> scandal forums. And now I spend all of my time on flat earth. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And it's this is just their justification for something that seems slightly less crazy. Yeah, that's fascinating. Dude, I want to watch that video. I want to watch that video badly. I, I'm what I and I need what I need, and I'm I've been talking to a few folks. I want to do some kind of real world, at least one. I'm I'm going to do a bunch of experiments that I that I yeah. can do, but I want to do something like I live near Mount Washington, which is oh. the, the highest peak. It's like almost seven thousand feet. Um highest peak in new england i mean i live near lake winnipesaukee i'm like i want to find i want to do some kind of experiment where yeah. i do proper controls i control for confounding variables i fucking do all the things that no flat earth or doing science does yeah, yeah 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 you know like maybe i'll go between two mountain peaks trying a laser and see the curvature i, I don't know yeah right? yeah, yeah. Some, i want to do something. do something that'd be sick that would be sick but I, I don't know if if anybody has any ideas for something I could do that would be novel and I'd be willing to spend some money and maybe do a little bit of traveling. All right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to what experiments to do, but I'm in. That's sick. <clears throat> there's a there's a football field down in it's near Louisiana. Maybe it's Mississippi, I think. Okay. That they've constantly, uh, that flat earthers go to and they show, they try to explain how, you know how something goes over the horizon? It disappears bottom first, like a boat. Oh. Right? Because, which is like only makes sense if there's a curve, right? Yep. Well, they, they say that that's just normal perspective, that when you move things away from you, that perspective dictates not that their angular size shrinks, that everything gets smaller, but somehow that the bottom. Of course. So, and they do it by putting like a camera in a weird place on a table, move it away. And it's like the camera's not like, yeah, yeah. The camera's like too low or too high. Like it's just, they always do it badly. And one of the ones that they did that was like su supposedly super compelling was in Mississippi. There's like a college football field or high school football okay. field where they set up, put the camera on like the goal line and you see the guy walk over the 50 yard line and you see it's like, it looks like this. Oh, where all of a sudden, you know, up to like a little bit up his calves is, is hidden behind 15 feet or, you know, actually yeah. it's probably 80 yards of, you know, and it's yeah. like, that's proof that that's how perspective works. And I actually am like considering going to Mississippi, hiring surveyors to show that the fucking field isn't flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what makes them think that, like, grass has to be flat? Like, it's probably just not a flat football field. That's wild. So I kind of just want to get some professional surveyors to be like, nah, dog, this is just, <laughs> this just is not just flat. got a little bump in the middle. <laughs> and again, it's not going to convince any of them. No, that's not the no, point. no. Yeah, but yeah, but that's not the point. Yeah. Anyway, enough, enough flat earth. I did. I love it. I freaking love the 
the the random things that you get interested in. I uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, we did have we did have quite a bit of shenanigans happening in Tarkov this week, but before we hop into that, I do want to take a second and thank the first sponsor of the podcast this week, and that is Better Help. Better Help is an online platform where you can find somebody to talk to, get counseling, get therapy. Uh, it's phenomenal. It is it is wonderful. Um, therapy is a hugely important part, important part of my life. My relationship with my wife. Very early after we got married, we went uh, we went to therapy for many years, and I can literally say, thirteen years married, that that is like one of the most influential decisions we ever made. Um, a relationship that I you know obviously cherish and value so much. Spending that time with somebody, having somebody else to talk to, having a third party was like literally game changing for us it was wild yeah yeah my like I, I i still go to therapy um and i always look forward to to saturday mornings because that's like literally yeah. just I, I i always have like a, a mental reset <laughs> oh uh, when yeah i'm able to like throw off whatever bullshit you know is is uh is messing with my head whether it's you know yeah. professional or whatever um Anybody, every anybody and everybody can benefit 100%. from talking to a professional. Um, so yeah, for sure. Because I think I think a misconception, whether it's uh, a relationship with another person or just life, is that like if I'm doing it right, it should be easy. If I'm doing my relationship right, things should be easy. If if life is going well, it should be easy. And I think that that's not at all true. I think what makes life feel fun and easier to deal with is directly linked to how capable we are and equipped we are to deal with things as they happen. And mm -hmm. having somebody to talk to <laughs> through some of the harder things has equipped me and me and my wife in this instance to, to deal with things. And that makes life easier. So uh, BetterHelp is great as far as like the technical side of it. It's all online, which makes it super easy to schedule appointments, even like take notes or send notes to your, your therapist. Uh, it makes it extremely easy to if you don't vibe with somebody, even they want you to vibe with the person you're talking to and feel like you can build a real connection. So it's super easy to switch to somebody else until you find somebody that you think works best for you. So uh, it's awesome. Um, and we're, we're excited to be partnered with them. So uh, you can... Um, visit betterhelp.com uh, slash uh, sorry, betterhelp.com slash podcast today to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp.com slash podcast to get 10% off your first month. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Okay. Tarkov. Woof. <laughs> Woof. Okay. You know, I was just saying right before this that uh, now obviously this is a lot of this is me assuming a lot uh, from what I see like on Twitter and stuff, uh, but also from talking to a lot of my Tarkov community yeah. friends. Uh, and this is this is topical. Uh, wasn't even on the list, but I feel okay. like it's relevant after. Yeah, yeah. After that. Um, oh, I think I know where you're going with this. Well, someone someone was saying something earlier about like you know Tarkov drove you so crazy that you're out here like mowing virtual lawns, and I oh okay, and I basically was like, uh, I forget exactly how we got there, but I I wanted to point out like 
how many <laughs> Uh, the the community would be incredibly surprised to know just how many of the content creators are willingly and knowingly and understandably completely ruining their mental health by continuing to make Tarkov content and to stream yeah. it. Yeah. And how many of them do not want to play the game, but yeah. they kind of have to. Yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like that's that's like something... As a as a, like a PSA to talk to like the community for whatever whatever it's worth, just keep in mind that. Uh, so we said this how, is an intervention, Jesse. <laughs> They're looking yeah. at me. <laughs> how how damaging, yeah. uh, and how how challenging, how frustrating, whatever it can be to like live in this world all day every day. Yeah. Um. So just keep that in mind when you're thinking about judging talking about talking to content creators because every day i see five more tweets from five different ones of my friends being like i'm really mentally struggling yeah dealing with playing tarkov i don't know if i can do it anymore and it, it's it's hard enough for me when i i don't need the money i don't care about the viewers yeah it, it, it you know it hurts the ego a little bit for sure of admittedly course. a little bit to like have a hundred viewers rather than you know, 500 viewers. Yeah. But I I don't care. I don't need it. Whatever. Yeah. The people that do, they have to pay their bills. It relies yeah. on that. Um, they don't have the luxury yeah. of being able to do what I'm doing right now, which is saying, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to play a game that I enjoy playing and chill out and have a good time because I don't need the money and the viewers. And not everybody is fortunate like that. Yeah. So for sure. for just sure. some perspective I wanted to throw out no, there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's and it's funny, though, because like I'm sure you get all the time, maybe not so much anymore. But initially, when you like really started taking big breaks on Tarkov was like, why aren't you playing Tarkov? When are you going to come back to Tarkov? Why aren't you like like what's going on? But it, when it's funny, because when you when you read the comments on any one of those tweets, somebody's like, you know, my mental is low. Like the comments are like. Stop playing Tarkov, idiot. Just don't play Tarkov. Don't play Tarkov. And then it's like, you know, I was playing Helldivers 2 and people were like, no more Tarkov? You're not going to play any Tarkov today? It's like, bro, do you see the cycle? <laughs> like, it's wild. Um, but uh, but yeah, it is. It is fascinating. Uh, yeah, of course, most people don't like their jobs. Some, a bunch of people are talking in chat saying, yeah, but most people don't like their jobs. Yeah, well, most people don't like their jobs and don't have an audience of hundreds of people. Yeah. Watching them not have a good time yeah. during <laughs> yeah. their job. Yeah. So keep that in mind. You don't have a hundred people judging you 12 hours a day, six days a week for five years straight, right? Yeah. So yeah, just yeah, yeah. keep that in mind. No, it's uh, it's funny. Um, uh, You can definitely see, you know, some of the cracks slipping through this wipe. You know what I mean? Like the... The vibes were at uh, a literal, potentially all-time high after this wipe. Like across the board, the community, um, like uh, <laughs> Twitter, Reddit. I mean, it was like this wipe. The vibes were at an all-time high, and uh, you're starting to see the cracks. Which, like, I've been, we've been playing long enough to like expect that, right? <laughs> and we had this conversation uh, after the wipe, and and it's so it's like. These were all phenomenal things, but it still comes back down to like 
the core issues with the game are largely unchanged. You know what I mean? Recoil was a big issue, but like not as big of an issue as like audio, right? You know what I mean? And so, so like those things can only kind of like stave off that Tarkov, whatever you want to call it, Tarkov depression or whatever, um, for so long. So I'm, you know, I'm starting to see like people tweet like, ah, I'm starting to feel the burnout or all, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, I get it. I really do. Like I, I, me too, to an extent. So, um, you know how Twitter has like a related tweets feature? Yeah. I tweeted something about like, I'm like, everybody's complaining about Tarkov and I'm out here like, you know, mowing lawns or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't realize that underneath was like a similar tweet. And it was like a one peg tweet where he basically said, like, so we're three months into the wipe. Yeah. And now's the point where blah, it, it was from two years ago. And I'm like, I, you what? You read the and related it, tweet. It made sense for right now. And then you were like, yep. oh, wait, <laughs> it was from like well, at least a year ago. And I was just like, well, there you go. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And he was talking about the recurring cycle. And yeah. It was just so funny. I was like, holy it's shit, so funny. dude. So it's like, I'm not even, it doesn't make, it, it doesn't make me sad. It doesn't surprise me. It's like, it's just where we are in the wipe. You know what I mean? It's a fully, I uh, fully, I fully expect it. I know a lot of the people that play, this is about the time of the wipe where a lot of the people that do variety start breaking back out into variety. Um, and the people like me who, you know, like you said, I got bills to pay. I want to keep doing it. I start branching out and doing, uh, doing weird stuff to just like keep myself engaged and yeah. uh have fun i think that's like a that's a big it's a big uh like light bulb moment i had these past like two weeks was uh for my whole content for like my whole channel my whole brand was that like i was letting i had just gotten to the point where i was just like letting being frustrated at tarkov kind of like wear me down and that affects everything it means that my i'm making less content like on youtube and it means my streams are just like the vibes are generally lower. And I found that if I have an idea for like a YouTube video where I'm like, like we did the Iron Man challenge or the Ketter challenge. When I'm doing those things, the Tarkov bullcrap doesn't bother me as much because I have like a goal or a purpose yeah. or like I know this is going to be a video. So I want to make sure that like the vibes are super high. And it's one of those things where it's like a win win where like if you pop by my stream that day. I'm so much more like focused and in a better mood. And then as a result of that, I can make better content for YouTube. And so I, uh, I, I kind of like had that realization where it's like, I need that like vision and that thing, that vision isn't Kappa anymore. That thing to do isn't Kappa anymore. That, that has the literal exact opposite effect. If I hopped on tomorrow and was like, okay, I have to go hit 63 headshots with a multi and get shooter born in heaven done. I would rage instantly. Like it has to be outside of Tarkov for me, you know what I mean? Um, so, uh, and, and that, that is true. Like somebody, somebody said it in a chat, quite a few streamers who would normally have tapped out are still playing. I definitely agree. Like, uh, it's, it's, and that is a testament to how good this wipe was. Like Summit is going for Kappa and he hasn't gone for Kappa. Like he's had Kappa one other time and he's going for Kappa. Deadly's back going and, for Kappa. And then, and then, but, but also like, well, the same token and both of these things can be true at the same time. Yeah. Both Deadly and uh, Summit and Summit are tweeting like, I want to yes. get Kappa so I can be fucking yeah, done. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a testament to how good the wipe was that they even set those goals. But it's a testament to how 
poor the core of Tarkov is that both of them are like wondering if they can achieve those goals. So exactly, yeah. both can be true at the same time. And so that this is still, I would still say the greatest wipe in my, in since 2018, this is the greatest wipe, the most positive changes in a single wipe. It, it's just the, you know, the analogy we've used all the time where like all of those positive changes exist on top of four core issues in the game that have been in the game since its inception, you know, especially since 20, 2018, 2019. Cheaters, audio, netcode, desync, those things, all these other amazing things, they just sit on top of those things. So we can appreciate them. And I can still say this is the best wipe I've been a part of ever. And I'm having a ton of fun. But it's like, man, what it does, though, is that it like it makes me even more so like if they can ever address these things underneath. The game is just going to be the best. You know what I mean? It's like just going to be the best. So. um, So, yeah. So like today I was doing instead of viewer kits, because if I want to make content out of it and I do viewer kits, people just lose their mind. So I did viewer builds. I had people just submit just a, in a discord, just a picture of a gun. And I'll be, I pay for it. I build it. And then uh, it's like I use the gun for one raid and then I rate it one through ten. And just like my ratings, it's like, whose line is it anyway? The points don't matter. My rating scale is based on how sexy. Hot it, guns. Yeah. Yes. It's based on how sexy it looks, how well I did in the raid. Like that shouldn't determine how what I rate the gun. But it does because if I, if I die immediately, you're getting docked. Like just because it's yeah. funny. And it was like I played solo today. I played solo Tarkov for seven hours and had so much fun. So much fun. Just that tiny little thing adding on top just cuts cuts the bull crap. Doesn't matter. I died to desync well, that, two, three that's times. You playing for you, yes, as opposed to you playing what the game wants you to play, and the game doesn't want you to fucking enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. On not and not on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, so it was a blast. But uh, <clears throat> but yeah, um. Anyways, so we we had some we had some things happen. We had some things happen. Uh, so uh, what what's today? Thursday. So Tuesday morning, Monday night, they hit us with a hey, we're doing a patch tomorrow morning. Game's gonna be down for a few hours. Tuesday morning, they do the patch. They they send out the patch notes. Um, <clears throat> they did a lot of armor stuff. Rework the damage through layers of armor. Now, when each layer is penetrated, the bullet loses some penetration power and damage depending on the characteristics of the penetrated armor. Fixed an issue with missing blunt damage when hitting a ballistic plate. Uh, blunt, the first one is what used to happen. What? Yeah, what okay. was? I thought that that was what was supposed to happen the whole time. Uh, blunt damage now decreases when there is soft armor behind un, an unpenetrated component. Um, adjusted the head, the head colliders, eyes and ears. Removed the possibility of bullets to pierce through characters' thorax and stomach. Thank Christ. Uh, added the fits existing. Blah, blah 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 blah. So a lot of armor stuff, which is great. Which is great. Um, <clears throat> The, uh, oh, that was such a quality of life. You double click on a plate. You know how you double click on like a compensator and there's a little drop down. It's like all the guns in your stash, it'll go on. Yep. They didn't have that for the plates, oh, and but they added it. And it's like, that was just, thank God, because some plates yeah, yeah. don't fit in some things, whatever. Um, <clears throat> so no food after midnight did some testing. The the patch, what we'll, we'll end up talking about, the patch wasn't live long enough for any extensive, like testing to be done but apparently this is secondhand no food after midnight spent some time doing some testing and his like cursory findings were that the armpit hitbox was shrunk that the ears hitbox was smaller 
The eyes hitbox was smaller. Um, as far as he could tell, I don't have an answer of how he tested this, how thoroughly it was. As far as he could tell, fragmentation had been removed. Um, he, he I, Once again, I don't know. But as far as he could tell, fragmentation had been removed. And this is just someone told me what he said. I don't even know if he tweeted this out. Um, anyways, lots of changes. Airwing did a little bit of testing too and was like, he's like, I could tell that like a lot of things were different. The things like, the things that get me are excited are like smaller armpit hitbox, smaller ear hitbox. That was a brutal one. Like you have some clips where like, you know, right here hits the ear and the ear's part of the head. So dead, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, crazy. Um, so some, <clears throat> a lot of armor changes. Cool. Uh, <clears throat> uh, added contact shadows to the BTR and updated a visual effects for the machine gun BTR fire. I thought I saw this, dude. I think, I think, I think they added a little red light when the, uh, when the BTR is mad, which is so needed. I think they added like a little red light when they, uh, <clears throat> when, when the BTR is mad. Uh, we had adjusted the recoil pattern parameters for pistols, shotguns, and the SKS. Bro, did you see any of the clips? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Brother. I truly don't understand, like, what happened there. I, in, in my world, I have to justify it as, like, they wanted to they wanted to change nerf pistol recoil by like 4% and added a zero and did like 40 like they added like two zeros it, it's the only it's like worse than it used to be it's it's for some it was crazy how different it was for pistols like if you took a 57 you were like oh man they nerfed recoil but then if you took a beretta m9 a beretta you like were like what like I have a clip, you know the little the little yellow poppers in the hideout. Like me aiming at the middle of it. Like mm -hmm. that's where the irons line up and the shots were hitting the top, the head. And I was like like it was crazy, dude. It was crazy. Um I don't know, man. That was like that was one of those things where I was truly just like I couldn't see, I personally hadn't seen a single person complain about recoil, uh, pistols being OP. I hadn't died to very many pistol runners. I hadn't seen very many pistol runners. But what I had seen was tons of tweets and tons of people in chat saying, I'm so glad pistols are viable now. So as far as I could tell, which I don't see the whole community, everyone was happy with pistols and nobody thought they were OP. And then they made them worse than the previous recoil system temporarily. Now, I'm coping hard that that's one of the reasons why they rolled it back because they they broke that thing and I hope it's I hope it doesn't come back. I don't I don't understand why they would even touch it. I don't I don't even understand why they would have even adjusted it 1%. Because everybody that like there were definitely it was so funny because I didn't hear a single person say pistols were OP. But I heard quite a few people defending the nerf while the patch was live, which I found to be weird because I was like, none of you guys were complaining about pistols, but you're all showing up to be like, 
well, you know, they pissed. They they should they were too OP or they need to do this. Oh wait wait wait. Sorry, you said you saw people yeah, defending. Correct. Yeah. So I'd never seen anybody say pistols were OP. But then when they did the patch and I was complaining about it, a lot of people, not a lot, a few people were like, "Well, this, that, and the other that you know, pistols pistols are still good, man. Like you can still use them." And I was like, "Dude, what are you? Those are just the, those about? are just the nut Andes, yeah. bro. If you had said." If you had said you were happy with it, they would have said why it, it, it was bad. Yeah. So because the thing was my my argument there was like the SMGs are better. Like the SMGs are the SMGs are as good as the like old pistol not old pistols the good pistols where they are right now after they rolled it back, like after the recoil. So it's like, I don't understand how you could ever like, how could you, how can you nerf a Beretta? Even though the Beretta shoots super flat, like right now under the good recoil, how could you nerf the Beretta and not the MP5 that has a 50 round drum mag and is full and is full auto? How can you nerf the shrimp, but not the SR2, which shoots flat. You don't even have to move it. How can you nerf the 5.7 and not the MP7? Like, that's what my thing. Anybody that came up to defend the pistol nerf, I was like, even when pistols were the best they've ever been ever, the SMGs shot as flat as the pistols. So how the hell could you justify that the pistol needs a nerf? <laughs> you know what I mean? It was crazy. And I don't think the pistols do or SMGs do. I think SMGs are in the best spot they've ever been in Escape from Tarkov. Uh, and I think pistols are in the best spot they've ever been in Escape from Tarkov. So... I uh yeah recoil is not a problem in the game right now. No, I I don't I don't know. I uh I hope that they never ever 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 bring that back. Um few other things uh adjusted the sound positioning system of Ground Zero and Street to Tarkov. I never really got to like test that. Uh they also took a bunch of the 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 8 of the plate carriers got their soft armor, the aramid underneath, moved from level two to level three. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is good. That had That is one of the defining characteristics of what armor is, like, good in the current meta is, like, what plates <laughs> does it take and what's the aramid? Because that's a pretty... When you're talking about, like, uh, protection from scavs or SMGs or pistol caliber bullets, the difference between class two and class three prote protection is pretty significant, right? Like, PSTGZH has... 21 pen so class two not really standing a chance class three might take a few shots so that's a pretty decent size change especially since that's the underneath and so the fact that eight of the uh armored rigs got that bump up to class three i i think is a good thing i don't think it makes anything necessarily op i think it just adds variety to what people are actually going to use in the mid game and in the late game so uh i thought that was great now, before we talk about the next part of this, we'll go ahead and say that that patch ended up being rolled back 24 hours later. Oh, also, they got rid of the snow. Um, Rest in peace. No, praise God. <laughs> I was ready. I was ready. People, people, were, people were ready. I didn't play enough of it. No, to... I know. It's straight 50-50. It is straight 50-50. A lot of well, people... Now, is it going to be like rain now where it's sometimes... Like, it should just be like that where... It hasn't rained one time since I got rid of the snow. I've played for two days. It hasn't rained one... Shush, shush. Never bring it back. 
But uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be seasons. We were all wondering if there was going to be like spring and then summer and then there's going to be like fall where the bushes like get a little bit thinner. We don't know. They talked about how they wanted to be seasons. They did not define what that meant. Is that snow season, not snow season? Or is that like spring, summer, winter, fall? I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but they got rid of the snow. And uh, I, dude, I, it like Tarkov looks so good. I love it. Um, I loved the snow. I was just ready for it to be done. I wasn't like a snow hater the whole time. I loved the snow. I was just personally ready for some some grass. Again. I feel like, yeah, it, sh it should have been a weather effect. Then people wouldn't have gotten sick of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it would have been something that... Yeah, that would have been that would have been fascinating if like in the winter season, it's not necessarily snowing all the time, but it yeah. can be snowing. You know what I mean? That would be fascinating. Um, anyways, so I get I understand that people liked the uh, the snow. I was I liked it. I was just ready for it to go. It's gone. Anyways, the patch was rolled back 24 hours later, which they have not done very often. Like, I feel like they did that once last year, mid last year, and they did it again. They really haven't done that very often. They never stated exactly why the patch was rolled back. There were a few things that were happening. One, pistol recoil was atrocious. Two, the f uh, the frames were gone. They were just gone, especially on streets. Really. It was crazy. I don't know. A lot of people were like theory theorizing that it was like we didn't realize how much the snow masked like because there were like so many less textures. There was no grass. There were no leaves. There were no trees. And so when they flipped that back, the whatever, I think that that maybe was 20% of why the frames were bad. But like on streets, it was like 40 frames unscoped when I'm normally at 100. Like Yikes. something was happening. It was really, really crazy. So there was really, really bad frame drops. The pistol recoil was something people were complaining about. I also heard, um, I also heard that the uh, invisible players were back. I never experienced that, but I heard that was back. The bug that was that was at the beginning of the wipe that they had fixed, where you uh, get an awaiting session start um, perma bug on your scav, they had fixed that. That was back. My first scav rate of the day when the patch was there, that was back. So they never stated why they rolled it back, but there were like three or four big things that were going around. For all we know, none of those were the real reason. Maybe there were some back-end things. Maybe like a cheat got... I don't know. Like Because they never stated it, I can't sit here and say they rolled a patch back because of this. Um, but I can guess that there were like a few contributing factors. But they rolled the whole patch back. Additionally, by the way, uh, they fixed a lot of the vaulting exploits, vaulting into some of the marked rooms and a lot of the rooms on Shoreline. Um, yep. but, but that got rolled back too. So it was it was overall, the, the unfortunate thing is that it was overall a really solid W of a patch minus the recoil adjustments and the bugs. And whatever it was, they had to roll it back. So like the... Uh, the hitbox things changes, I think, is a huge W. Some of the armor changes were, in my opinion, a huge W. The change to the BTR, the change to the armors, um, a lot of the stuff, the fixes for the vaulting, but the whole thing had to get rolled back. We don't know when the patch is going to come back, and we don't know if they're going to bring back the recoil changes or not, um, but it is. It, it was unfortunate that the 
perception of the patch was so bad because the performance was so bad and because the pistol recoil was so bad that like a lot of people I, I, I don't think a lot of people realized how much of a W that patch could have been. And I'm not saying that their frustrations were even unjustified. It was justified. The performance that day was terrible. Some of the bugs were inexcusable. But I'm just saying I hope that they like figure it out and bring some of this stuff back because it was actually some really good changes sprinkled in there. Um, <clears throat> however, the other thing that was talked about the most was in the near future, the in-game stash expansion and access to the practice co-op modes will become available for purchase in the profile page on the official Escape from Tarkov website. Purchase of additional stash lines will be available regardless of game edition. Purchasing access to practice mode co-op will be available for all editions. For Edge of Darkness owners, the ability to play in practice mode is available by default. Um... And the internet <laughs> exploded with Tarkov microtransaction, yada, 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 yada. Um, what did you hear and or see about this, this stuff? You know what the, what I, what I, the way I feel about it is imagine you heard you had like a crazy ex yeah and she she got arrested again for like drunken yeah. you know like public intoxication yeah. and you know has a bunch of charges for like slapping a police officer and whatever and you're just like i'm like it doesn't i'm not surprised but like i also don't yeah i'm i don't quite understand I guess um, the why and the what and the whatever, like I'm trying to remember if I saw this from BSG, if I dreamt this or if this was like someone else's justification, but it seemed like they were basic. Oh, I think it was one of them basically <laughs> saying like, Hey, listen, Tarkov is different. I might've been Nikita tweeting so or he basically said like Tarkov is a different model than a lot of other games. Like we need money going for, and it was basically like, how could you need money? Yeah. Bro? I, I don't, how the fuck could you possibly need money? So that was right after those patch notes went up, not too long after Nikita posted on Reddit about the title was about purchasable stuff. So the thing is, is that we want to add purchasable options for ERT, EFT players because a, we removed EOD and some addition, some EOD features need to go back like offline co-op and two or B, the game has been running for eight years without any additional flow. You just buy it and play forever. And that's a pretty unique situation for a game such as EFT. In the upcoming patches, we want to add stash expansion for every version available, parentheses, up to 28 additional lines of stash space, which is a lot. Two, clothing early unlock and three, ability to play offline co-op. There will be no in-game money, items, weapons, gear package purchases, and so on. No boosters as well. Also about stash expanses, later you will have an option to earn those lines in-game too without spending money. Tell us what you think. I sit... So there's a lot of different facets of this to talk about. You had mentioned that how the, how the hell do they need money. I 
don't disagree with you that I feel like they've sold enough copies of this game and probably an insane percentage as far as the industry goes of the highest edition of the game. Like, you know what I mean? How many people bought the $150 version of Diablo as a percentage point of the total players versus how many people bought EOD? I think Tarkov is, is probably one of the most successful deluxe packages of all time. When you get killed by a white name, that st always stands out because it's of how uncommon it yeah. was for years and years and yeah. years. There's a stigma that if you didn't buy the biggest copy of the game, you're probably a cheater. <laughs> like, yeah. that's crazy. And then picture like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. The, not only did they have servers running for years and years and years and years, right? But they also had to physically print discs, buy yeah. the packaging, ship them, have stock in GameStop. And Tarkov is a digital thing, so they don't have, and they're a tiny company, not tiny, but like they're not. Yeah, they're I mean, not I don't know how Activision. many developers. <laughs> How many devs worked on COD Four? Oh, a hundred people over the oh, but over the course of two years. Yeah, like I don't, uh, dude, I don't know, man. Like, well, here's the thing. I, I just, <sighs> I agree that I don't understand how they need money. The flip side of that is, I also, mm, am I gonna get fried for this? <laughs> I. I don't disagree with Nikita's statement that it is unique that this is a game where you just buy the game and you're done. Like in today's landscape, it like is Daisy. It is kind of wild. Yeah, but there's DLC for Daisy that you can buy. I mean, there's mostly just mod support. Um I, here's my thought. I had always assumed that they were going to monetize the game in additional ways. This isn't that big of a deal to me. I, I, the I, only don't, I don't think why you're it's saying worthy is because Nikita explicitly said so many times there will never be microtransactions. So now when they add one, even though it's not. Yeah. It's not, okay. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Even though it's like, I don't think it's problematic. Yeah, I literally if Nikita hadn't said basically, well, we don't we don't have any further revenue. Kind of made me think like, well, wait a minute, like what the fuck that I and I think that's I wanted to be clear. I wasn't saying you were saying that those microtransactions were a big deal, but because you what you were saying was like if you were saying you'd respect it more if he had said we want more money as opposed to like we need you know like kind of we want to do really cool shit and expand yeah. hire more people do arena whatever but to right? insinuate that like you know we kind of need it because we don't let it you're like okay when friggin how is that even possible which i get um so i'm not i'm not denying that and 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 the thing is is the 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 thing i have the most kind of like hesitation about is the clothing because that feels the most like microtransaction-y um because he said in the th the clothing early unlock i'm assuming that that just means i can purchase the urban responder pants for five bucks or whatever and then every wipe i can just equip those right i don't have to like get to level 55 and buy them for six million rubles i can just equip those pants that feels the most like microtransaction-y to me so i was so i'm like Ugh. um <laughs> but i'm not but but like and maybe i'm coping but i don't see them having this like I don't see them having this giant cash shop 
with like clothing rotating in and out. I think it's like the clothes that are in the game you can buy early access to. Apparently in a comment on the Reddit thread, Nikita said, we'll never sell the tracksuit. Like you have to earn that. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just don't care. With this, but it's so funny though, because like most of what I heard about the microtransaction thing was the stash lines. Like people were just like super mad. You could buy extra stash lines. And it's like, you could ever since Tarkov's ever been in the game, you could buy extra stash lines. It was called it's Edge of Darkness. Be. Yeah. That was it was it was not just that. It was that and Gamma and Trader Rep. But you've always been able to buy extra stash lines. Here's what I here's what I was saying. <laughs> Would okay, since they do you know how many times since they got rid of EOD, I have been asked, when is EOD gonna come back? Are they gonna replace EOD? I'm super sad I didn't buy EOD and now it's gone. Wait, I can't upgrade my game? If they had just announced we're adding a new edition of the game called Edge of Fartness and you get 28 additional stash lines, nobody would be mad. Yeah. But instead of doing that, they're just separating the thing everybody wants and saying everybody can buy those things. Whether you're like, you don't have to go all the way up to EOD. You can have a base stash if you don't care about having an alpha and just buy the stash expansion. Nobody would be mad if they just called it, if there was just a new edition. I've been asked a hundred times, do you think that they're going to replace EOD with something? And I was like, probably. I thought that they were just going to relist Edge of Darkness, call it something different and just conveniently leave out the like, includes all future DLC. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, uh. So uh, j just as a point of reference, if you Google, will there be microtransactions in Tarkov and you yeah. limit the search feature to like, because otherwise you're going to get all like the yeah. recent shit. So I did 2000, I did 2015 to 2023 and I, there's like Natalino, Nikita, just so many times. And they always capitalize. There will be no microtransactions ever yeah, yeah, in yeah. Tarkov. So that to me, listen, here's the thing. For for fucking years, I defended them. All the yeah. people saying, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's going to be microtransactions. And I said, listen, I'm taking them for their word. They said there will be none. For sure. And now that there are, I feel, I, I, I'm just annoyed yeah, 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 that yeah. I bothered fucking defending them. Yeah, for for any of the shit that I've defended them for, because it's you know that what I mean is the most like that like I can get behind that. I don't care when people tell me that like because they're selling stash lines, we're gonna have you know post Malone skins in a year. I'm like whatever. I don't whatever. But that I can understand because they did say that. Right? Like, there's no denying that. They said many times there will be absolutely no microtransactions in Tarkov. This game is simply buy the game and play it. After that, you do not spend a penny unless you get DLC. Yeah. So, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't really care, personally. I think the stash thing, you've always been able to buy extra stash lines. The clothing thing is a little weird, but we'll see. Dude, listen. I don't, I don't, the, the true nugget is I don't care. Maybe a year from now, there will be a Mountain Dew sponsorship, right? And you, and everybody will be like, oh, we were right. Maybe like, I'm not saying that's not possible, right? Like for, yeah. 
for the exact reason of what you're saying right now. It's not worth me sticking my neck out there and being like, no, man, he said that this is all they're going to do. It's like maybe next year they'll be like, dude, Jack Link's beef jerky skin in Tarkov. Maybe. Maybe they, everyone's, everyone's, oh my God. I, if I had a freaking nickel for every time I've heard the pat, the, the, the term slippery slope, man, slippery slope, the doors open, slippery slope, slippery slope, it's a slippery slope. Dude, maybe you're, maybe you're right. I'm not, I don't care. That's what I'm saying. And I'm not saying it's crazy that you care. Cause like you said, you've, you've uh, kind of stuck your neck out. See, I don't even, I, I don't care because I think, I don't think it has Correct. any gameplay implications. Yeah, yeah. It's a personal thing. Yeah. For yeah. Me. Yeah. Which makes sense. Because you defended the fact that they said, so like, so we'll just see, man. It's it's funny. Oh, I, I knew that there was something. The only thing I do kind of care about is I wish they would just, uh, I wish they would just give everybody access to offline co-op. That feels like, that is the one to me that feels a little weird. Um, Bro, I went in, remember how I told you that I went to customs to film some offline shit for yeah. like a potential thing? I was I, because I was playing Arena on my alt account last. I launched Tarkov on my alt account, which that was a standard oh, account. Yeah, and I couldn't change any of the fucking AI settings, or, or like you could turn them off. Yeah, or, or maybe it was the weather stuff I was trying to do. But, and yeah, it, it was like only, and I'm like, why would they gate these? That's fucking the one features? that feels weird. God, that's so fucking stupid. Yeah. That's the one that that those are the ones that feel weird. Well, what yeah, if they sell clothes that are blatantly better camouflage? That's pay to win. Sure, man. Whatever. I don't care. We'll see when we get there. He had there th once again. There's no cash shop in the game right now where you can buy ghillie suits and you can't earn them in game. Uh, maybe. And if it gets there, if you can buy the Harry Potter invisibility cloak for cash, sure. Let's let's get mad about it. But maybe I'm that's saying, what they were testing with the last update. <laughs> Yes, invisible players are coming back because we're gonna. It's gonna be a Zarachi service, an invisibility you're a, you're amulet. A wizard. You're a wizard, Vladimir. You're a, you're a wizard, Vladimir. Oh my God! What I'm saying is just that, like, let's not get mad about something we made up until it happens. That's what I'm saying. If they sell that junk, I will be on the front of the picket line. I'll be there with you. But until they do. I don't care if they just sell the clothes that are in the game. Whatever, I don't care. I but but me yeah, not me, me not caring is not denying the fact that they did say many times over the years that they wouldn't do it and they are doing it. That is true, and that is that sucks. But I just yeah, like I just don't I, have I the mental capacity to be like Twitter mad about it. It's just like oh okay, and then so that's, there's there's I I guess it depends. I I, I agree with you. It depends on what people are saying and what their motivation is. Yeah. I think it's important for us, potentially, as a community, to let it be known. All right, if you're going to do this, you better fucking not do this, yeah. this, this, yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah. and this. Because otherwise, what, 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 I don't think you're doing this, but we need to be careful that we don't say, let's, let's not say anything or give any yeah. feedback. Because we'll find out. It's like we can we can prevent if no one said anything about recoil, they wouldn't change it. Maybe you could have said, well, maybe it was a bug. Let's wait until they revert it. And then four months go by and it's still in the game. And it's that's too a late. great point. That's a so, great point. And there's a that's a great. Just be a normal human. No, no, Don't no. be a psychopath. Yes, that's a great point. I think. Thank you for saying that. I think I have a tendency to overcorrect to the 
really short fuse that the internet has where it's like microtransactions. Oh my God, literal piece of shit devs. I hate them. Nicki Minaj is coming into Tarkov and I get, and I, so I, I reject that and I push the pendulum back and I'm like, dude, shut up. We'll just deal with it when we get here. And I think that's a really important point. We can and should as consumers voice our opinion on what we don't want and what we want in the game, even though we'll disagree about some of those things. So, so you're right. So some of this pushback to the microtransactions, you you actually honestly changed my mind here just with that statement. I do think some of this pushback is good and healthy to, to kind of keep them in check or at least, you know, sometimes people are just going to do what they're going to do. But maybe we can let them know, like you said, that like, hey, these are lines you really don't want to cross or we're going to freak out. I just think how we do that, and you obviously agree and said the same thing, is really important. Be a normal person about it. Don't fly off the handle and start basically making up things that haven't happened yet and then being mad about them. But that is a really good point. And I need that reminder sometimes to not overcorrect and understand yeah. that the criticism can be healthy. Yeah. I mean, imagine there's a world in which, and I know this is going to be hard. Imagine a, a Reddit post, right? That was oh, like God. an open letter to Nikita and BSG. Hey, we see you want to introduce microtransactions. Please don't, introduce these kinds of things be smart about it maybe yeah you know whatever ask the community or whatever right just like pump the brakes think about it we're okay yeah, we yeah. want you to make money because we want you to continue to make the game great and we want to give you the resources to do that we're cool with it just right that's yeah. like a, a a fruitful yeah um valuable way yeah. of saying of giving constructive criticism yeah and feedback that isn't okay uh, I'm now Googling how to go on dark web and hire assassin <laughs> for Russian development. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause that's what people are, are doing on Twitter. And yeah, for sure. again, we need to not be on extremes for sure. You're absolutely right. Uh, and I think it's good that they're adding the ability to increase the stash that you can purchase in game. Um, I imagine that that's just like, like you start as an EOD with your hideout stash level four, I imagine that you'll just start at level four and they'll be like level five and level six and level seven. Can you, can you like infinitely buy, like literally here's the deal. I would, and, and, and this is like, no one should say this, but I'm just going to say it. I would literally just keep buying more stash space so that I could store all of the shit that I want. Yeah. And have it be like, here are all my quest items. Boom. At the bottom with like five rows of empty space so that it could be nice and aesthetic i would pay like five dollars yeah yeah every time for that over and over and over and over and over again throughout a wipe just to not have to deal with the bullshit yep that would be oof <laughs> oof um no one tell them that yeah no one tell them that it's a good thing nobody watches these so um <laughs> so uh so we'll see we don't know when that's coming. We don't know how that's coming. We don't know how expensive the 28 lines are going to be. Um, I've seen a bunch of people like making stuff up. Like I've seen some people say like it's going to be $10 a line. And then I legitimately had people come into my chat and be like, dude, it's crazy. They're charging 280. And I'm like, dude, like you got hoodwinked, bro. <laughs> they They have not. It was batter state games. Yeah, dude. Probably, One dollar yeah. per per square. You know what I mean? Oh God. We don't know how much it's gonna cost. <clears throat> what we do know, uh, Chad, I'm actually gonna need to lean on you because my account is EOD. They did a tech update today to the website and they added the ability to purchase the offline co-op 
I think it's eleven dollars. I shut the. Fuck I think up. it's eleven dollars. Bro, that's too much money, man. I agree. Well, it I mean, be, it should be a dollar ninety nine maximum, yeah. and that's pushing it, bro. It's a feature that's already implemented. Yeah. Oh, and it's oh. It's what sucks is it's a feature that's already implemented. It's a feature the community wanted for so many years. It's a feature they literally did for the community and only gave it to EOD under the guise of like we don't want our servers to be too, um. Uh, like overloaded, and then and then they sold. Then they're selling it for for ten bucks or whatever. So I'm, I, that I am, is the I'm, one that's for me is like I wish they just gave that to everybody. If anybody listens to any advice ever in in the history of the world, this is the advice from me that you should listen to. Don't spend thirteen dollars on this bullshit feature. <laughs> spend fourteen dollars and buy. Outer Wilds. <laughs> it'll change it'll change your life. Play it all the way through and don't watch a trailer on it. Yeah. Don't fucking spend $13 for offline co-op. That's asinine. Don't do it. Yeah. I think it's I think it's 10 bucks, but but yeah, I don't know. It <clears throat> that was the one. That was the one for me. You know how many games you can buy? Oh. <clears throat> yeah. Um I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so that's that's that stuff. That is that stuff. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I like. I really did kind of sit in the middle on this one. I genuinely understand the like. They said they were never going to do it. I genuinely understand a kernel deep in there where like almost every like almost every game uh, company, every game genre, every IP, every time a developer has said we're never going to add microtransactions and then they do. There's so many pay to win games. There's so many really just like sleazy. Uh, there's so many like like we said, freaking, you know, Marvel integrations into games that I did understand some kernel of the frustration because it's just like it feels like I don't know this could go crazy or whatever but once again 90% of the things they said they were going to add if they had just released a new edition of the game that included those things I don't feel like anybody would have been mad because people have been like wanting Edge of Darkness back so like I I, I just kind of sat in the middle and was just like I don't know. I I don't care. I don't. I don't know. I I don't. I like. I I'm not here to say that anyone's opinion of it is wrong. Feel your feelings, but I just. I had just got done talking about how I was trying to not let Tarkov get to me. Right. It's like I have EOD. I have the big edition. I've. I I just. I don't. I think that's where I'm at. It's like, I think there are valid arguments everywhere that I hear. I think there are arguments that are silly everywhere. Like people in chat, people I talk to, people on Twitter, all three of those places, I've seen good arguments. I've seen silly arguments. And I just like, I just don't want to let it, I just don't care. <laughs> I just don't want to let it like make me mad or get, I don't want to like, the last thing I want to do about this is like get into an argument with somebody in chat. It's like, that's that sounds like hell on earth. I'd rather just be like, sure, man, like, <laughs> 
do your thing. Buy it if you want it. Don't buy it if you don't want it. Stop playing the game if if you think that they crossed a, like an ethical line or whatever. Like, I can see yeah. how you would think that. But I just like, I don't know. I just can't be. Uh, I just don't care that much. Can't be arsed. Can't be arsed. Now, once and like I said, if they if they go crazy with it, I'll be on the front of the picket line, you know, or the I'll be I'll be at the front of the riot, um, for sure. So that's the Tarkov stuff. I don't think anything else really happened. Um, uh, I hope that they freaking bring this patch back, dude, because like, goddamn, some of the stuff was good. They increased the boss spawn rates, which is nice. Um, that's pretty much it. That's uh. That is pretty much the Tarkov stuff. And before we move on, I do want to take a quick second and thank the second sponsor for the stream, for the podcast, for this episode, and that is Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian-approved meals delivered straight to your door. Uh, Factor's great. We've worked with them before. Delicious food. It's nice having for me. I literally did it today. I had to put on a YouTube video and get up and go make food because I was starving and I didn't have anything and I hate it. I hate leaving the stream, having like pre-cooked stuff that I can just microwave for a few minutes and have a delicious meal with veggies, protein, carbs, ready to go. It's freaking nice. Bro, my I'm I'm still mad at my wife uh ate all the breakfast. <laughs> the the she yeah. She uh, how could she? Oh god, dude. I uh I, I've been I've been absolutely loving the breakfast stuff, man. Yeah. Um that's super nice because uh, I never make breakfast for myself. I know. Like it, yeah. it's even when I'm uh, not streaming, I much, don't it's too much it's too much work yeah. and to like cook anything unless I'm making like egos or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. like but but this is just like so much so much better than anything that you and any alternative that you have that you can make as quickly and easily as anything that Factor has. Yeah. Um, and you can't make it as quickly. It's like two minutes, two, three minutes. It's ready to rumble. Yeah. yeah. Un unbelievable. For sure. They have, it's great because you have over 35 different options a week to choose from, which is insane. Uh, you can choose what you want. Calorie smart, vegan and veggie, keto, protein plus. Uh, it's awesome. Two minute meals. Uh, what what I love about we and we've tried several of the things now they have like outside of the meals additional stuff that you can add on to each box snacks smoothies their smoothies are delicious they have these little uh I forget what they called them but they were little like shots of like yeah 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 dude, tons of stuff they taste crazy but like it's got a ton of stuff I eat like largely cardboard you know I eat like Doritos and pizza so getting like actual <laughs> vitamins and minerals into my body through those things was nice so they have a lot of like additional stuff that you can add on, um, which is which is pretty sick as well. Super flexible. You can get as many meals as you want per week. You can get them on a specific day. You can take a week off. It's great. No prep, no mess. Factor Meals are 100% ready to eat. Uh, so you can head to factormeals.com slash podcast50 and use code podcast50 to get 50% off. That is podcast50 at factormeals.com slash podcast50 to get 50% off. Thank you so much to Factor for sponsoring this episode. <clears throat> so uh, outside of Tarkov, not a whole lot. Pff, nothing has happened in Arena, and I don't, like, like as far as I know, no patches. I don't think you've played. I haven't played. Nothing really to talk about there. 
I um, heard that like now it's just it's just uh every game is a four man, five man squad yeah. all running wristies and it's just like not fun. <laughs> Still excited. I think last week we talked about a lot of the changes that they went over. Still just as excited for those, but I think until they come in, neither of us are gonna be playing a whole ton of it. Um <clears throat> when the uh when Tarkov went down for the rollback patch, because they did that much later, I hopped in with Deadly and Velian and we played a little bit of Helldivers too. Have you seen anything? Yeah, how did that go? I I saw a little bit of it. Um and it was one of those games that's like from what I looked at, it was like one of the things that like I, I wasn't really super into yeah. the the vibe of like a PvE isn't it like kind of isometric, like third person, third person, over the shoulder. The yeah, I think the Helldivers one was an isometric game. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And, and Hell, the Helldivers yeah. two is uh is a third person. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know why I said isometric, but uh, it's so I align with that. I watched like because everyone's playing it. Like all, I have like Tarkov people that I watch, and then I have like variety people that I watch. Right, like I watch a lot of Sequisha because he's always playing like whatever the new game is, and I love whatever he's playing. A hundred percent, Sequisha's yeah. great. And so like I saw Sheriff Eli and Sequisha and Sacriel playing Helldivers, so I like checked it out, and it looked cool, but like I didn't really have any desire to play. But Tarkov was down, and I, we were I was gonna play Tarkov with Deadly and Valian. But Tarkov was down and they were playing. And so I just bought the game and I was like, all right, let's play. Dude, it's so fun. It's one of those games that like actually and Deadly actually brought this up where he was like, it's one of those games that's way more fun to play than watch. And Tarkov is kind of the opposite. Like Tarkov is a game a lot of people almost would rather just watch and vibe with the streamer. And Deadly yeah, was yeah. saying, Deadly was like, I probably have like one or two more streams of this before people will be like, uh, but he's like, I could play this forever. And we played for like two hours and I, I saw it. I was like, yeah, I was watch this and I didn't really care, but playing it is like so much fun. So much fun. It's interesting. I don't understand. Like I, I, I swear I watched maybe 20 seconds of gameplay. Okay, it was literally, yeah. I saw, brrr, brrr, killing some like starship trooper alien things and yeah. i was like okay i guess that's all as much as i need to know about it which i'm sure is stupid right yeah. you can't watch a game for that long it was kind of like looks interesting maybe i'll look into it if a bunch of people yeah 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 tell me it's worth it you know um so the setting and the vibe are hilarious it's it's it literally as far as i understand like the people that made hell divers did it like with starship troopers as inspiration like it's not in that universe oh, really? yeah but it was like it was taking that idea of this like um taken too far i thought it was starfield for a second democracy patriotism like the whole thing is like what you're doing is spreading freedom and democracy like you're like when there's a planet all the missions that you do the planet has percent liberated like you're liberating <laughs> the like the planet and like hell yeah dude. like uh the, the you get to pick your ship name and like the peps ship name and game you pick from a bunch of different things uh like there's two wheels you get to pick from peps ship name is the fist of family values <laughs> and, 
<laughs> oh my god my- I'm, I'm picturing dude i'm literally picturing like an afghani village completely rubble burning dude, and, and a, an american soldier standing next to a flag being like that is the <laughs> exact vibe of the game dude mine is the uh mine is the legislator of liberty that's my ship name it's Jesus christ dude, that's so not funny that it's, I it. it's so funny and so like the the voice acting while you're in a mission like they're just like yelling about like freedom and stuff like that uh it's so it's like oh in the game as long as you complete the objective you you don't have to survive it's called like when you die it's like mission complete and it'll say worthy sacrifice like you surviving is of no consequence it doesn't matter it's just did you liberate are you spreading democracy oh dude you get like fucking there's some uh some uh dismemberment oh it's crazy so the setting of the game and the vibe of the game is awesome it looks beautiful some of the environments like watching it it looks a lot less beautiful than playing it when you're playing on your monitor you're like oh this looks dope the gameplay is is basically like you select a mission and you know the mission it's like getting you know the difficulties scale insane by the way we played some of the harder difficulties just for the memes and it was hilarious is it like like wave based kind of uh con- like pod zombies esque or kind of you like spawn into a map and you might have certain objectives you might need to like just kill a, a bunch of things you might need to like close off where these like bad bugs are spawning you might need to go like steal some tech you might need to go radio this thing that you have a bunch of objectives and the enemies will just keep coming until your objectives are over they never stop but um but the gameplay is like you you like complete missions then you get this currency and you buy like uh abilities that you can use and like dude the like the one of the abilities you get first just to like sell you on this game is called you can call it an orbital strike and so you basically like select orbital strike type in like a passcode and you throw like a grenade and then the grenade shoots a line up to the sky and in like six seconds just like a laser comes from heaven and just like eradicates and it was like i just had this insane moment where i forget what they're called i think they're called like wraths or something it's this huge spider probably to scale of you it's got to be like a hundred feet tall this huge spider and it walks really slow and i just one tapped it with the orbital strike um deadly had one that was a napalm strike and legitimately dude you throw it and your entire screen is just fire. And you can just kill hundreds of enemies at a time. They're constantly coming in. You're calling for resupplies, other weapons, mounted machine guns. The gameplay is just chaos, guns, shooting. And it's like so meant to be played with friends. Like if you got on with like Mod Squad, some of the homies from chat and just like play, it's just hilarity chaos Bro, super easy you, like, dive onto like your back on your back and just like, dude, like dude this is sick actually this friendly fire rad. friendly fire is on so like the first thing we did when we dropped in was like deadly orbital strike me i was just amongst the people that he orbital striked and i just like blew and were up. you just like liquefied yeah and then you can like call in a respawn you have like a certain amount of respawns uh until the mission's over and then when you complete your objective you call in an extraction and you have to defend your extraction for two minutes and then you hop on and you get out and you complete your mission and get your currency. And it's like, it, dude, it just feels, it's just 
good. It's just hilarious. It's fun. Is there like enough progression that you think you could like, could somebody play this for like three months every day on stream? And like, I don't know. Is it early access or what's the deal? I think it's out. I think it's just a release game. It might be early access. Correct me if I'm wrong, chat. There's a lot of like upgrades that you can buy. And uh, there's lots of missions and the diff- it's the difficulty scale- scaling that like makes it fun. Like being able to beat the, the the level on like impossible difficulty or something is just a completely different vibe. I legitimately only played it for like the two hours, two and a half hours before Tarkov came on. So I don't really mm-hmm. know. But it it just I watched it. I didn't have that much interest and I played it. And I was thinking I was like, dude, if I wasn't like a streamer, like if I wasn't streaming Tarkov a ton, like this is absolutely there's nine levels of difficulty <laughs> it's not just like easy medium hard there's nine levels of difficulty um and tons of uh progression like diversity because i i have to admit what i am seeing it looks like the same like three bugs there's uh i think three enemy factions there's robots there's bugs and uh i think there's uh and then the the harder difficulties throw like bigger so like you see those three bugs on easy but then on like the medium difficulty there's like crushers which have all this armor and then at the other it gives you like more of the big like monster ones and i think it's the same thing with the the robots and then the variance is the other thing so there is um that it's cool because like there's some sort of like you can kind of see what other players are doing like, if you're dropping in, if you see other people dropping in in the distance, like, that is other people going into a mission. The whole player base contributes to, like, how liberated, like, a planet or a section is. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, there's, like, a little bit of that. There's no PvP. It's just uh, um, just PvE. But, like, I've seen so many hilarious, like, tiktok edits to like black betty or like thunderstruck because the game it's just like if the intro to thunderstruck was a video game this is it does that make sense absolutely that the what you just like how much the intro to thunderstruck makes you want to punch a hole in drywall it that's what this game does when you're playing it you you just want to drop kick something every time you complete a mission it's like it's like um what's that song? Oh my god, why am I forgetting the word? Uh something sun. Oh, uh fortunate sun. Fortunate like you know like you, like but yes. Th- that like the Vietnam era yes. rock wouldn't quite fit, which is why like I feel like Thunderstruck is better cuz it's like it has to be a little like one decade yeah. or at yeah. least newer in terms of music. Yeah. You know but what I, I mean? But I feel you. Or the same vibe where same it's vibe. just like fucking rock on. Yes. Yeah. So like I I would say I, I only played it for a few hours, but even with just that, I, if you're on the fence about it, I would give it the hard recommend. And as a streamer, as a content creator, if you're ever like, I really don't know what to play today and you can throw together just two or three homies to play it, I would recommend it. Um, if Okay, if you are going to play at any point, in the near future, let me know. Okay, and I'll, def- I'll I will one hundred percent buy it and play. Um, it is I'm a- so like in my own little silo. I, I, fe- I just yeah. always play. So like I don't know who's playing and when. I feel um, you. I feel you. Um, but it was uh yeah it was just uh and it was another like um correct me if I'm wrong is that is was it an indie studio chat 
I saw a tweet that like Pow it was like Power World and Shrouded and Helldivers were all like indie games that are just like S tier. Like every super positive reviews. Everybody's really enjoying them. And then you have like, you know, Starfield and Modern Warfare 3 and stuff like that. And it was like, oh damn. I heard Starfield is coming to PlayStation or whatever. Uh, yeah, dude. I, I Which was like, wait a minute, wasn't it supposed to be an exclusive? Yeah, I Microsoft like Xbox. So like was saying Microsoft is probably like, never mind, we don't want you anymore. <laughs> like <laughs> Microsoft was saying something about how like they want to release more games on PlayStation. Yeah, and then Starfield might be on that. I don't know. Um uh oh and then I did play in Shrouded a little bit too, which was fun. Did you play Valheim? No. Okay. And I played Sh and Shrouded. Um and Shrouded felt like like that that was a lot of fun too. And Shrouded felt like Valheim, but more emphasis on like combat and like RPG. Like the skill tree for Enshrouded was like there were like a hundred and thirty skills to choose from like it was almost like a super small paragon board or like a poe yeah, thing super yeah. small but valheim was like 99 percent survival one percent combat whereas um enshrouded so like that was super fun that was super fun as well i only played a few hours of that but um yeah i don't know it was uh hell divers was yeah it was pretty sick but that's the only other thing that like i had going on in my gaming world this week yeah, I mean, what the fuck? I, th I think that's pretty much it. I, I played, um, like, under NDA, but I played a game, like, early access. I won't, I can't and won't say anything Yeah. other than there are lots of elements that would appeal to our audience. Mm. Um, and I'm going to be doing a video, kind of like a review video. It's a kind of a sponsored thing. Nice. Um, but... As as always, it will be like full on, totally one hundred percent honest. For sure. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those deals where it's like the only thing you have to say is like wish list the item. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, and and otherwise, you know, say whatever the fuck you want. And yeah. That's pretty much the only time I'll ever like do something like this. Yeah. Um. That'll be out probably like next weekend. Hell yeah. The weekend after next, uh, it seems like an interesting, an interesting game. I had a lot of fun with. I don't even know if we talked about it or not. I don't think so. Um, I'll actually send you uh, send you the name of it if you haven't seen it. But like I said, I don't know how much I can say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or what? But but yeah. So I guess keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Uh, the, the review, my review, will be out in two weeks. Not the game. The game. Right now, I, we had like a closed alpha. So um, yeah, I actually played with uh, one of the people. I don't think this is a part of the NDA of who who I played with, but um, uh, the guy, one of the or the guy who worked on um, Operation was it Harsh Doorstop? Oh or yeah, whatever. Was uh, that Big Fry? No. Well, he might have. No, uh, he, no, he might be related, he's making but not transients. The, Blue Drake um, or something? Yes. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, we had a couple of funny moments where he's like, you better not kill me. You know, like, oh, <laughs> was, were, that's awesome. That was fun. Um, but yeah, uh, I just sent it. I just sent it to you. So I don't know. Th that That's something to look out for. Uh, something a little bit different. I had a lot of fun. 
And uh, yeah, otherwise, I really don't have much of anything. Like yeah, I, like I said, I've just kind of been on autopilot, sort of vibing, tr- trying to like get excited about something again. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Just kind of waiting to see, you know. So I feel that I do. I'm uh, yeah. I'm I'm like uh, I'm rejuvenated to like, dude. I, I have a lot of cool, fun content I want to make for Tarkov, like. Um, today was a really good day of Tarkov and I just like feel rejuvenated cause I really want to be making some, some content, but there are also some things I'm super excited for like gray zone still Q1 is what they're shooting for. So to get even, even a, even a beta, even a, just a play test, like just to get in there and temper the expectations. If I can just get in there and see like, oh, okay, it's going to be one of these games and just like figure it out. Cause I'm super excited for that. And then, uh, star citizen has a huge patch coming up in the next few months where uh, most of the stuff, because we talked about like late last year, they did their con and they were talking about um, the single player game finally went to like feature complete and a lot of that stuff that they basically, they're finally porting a lot of their devs over to Star Citizen. There's like a huge patch coming. So much excited for that. Um, So that's really it outside of Tarkov that I'm keeping an eye on. When does Stalker 2 release? Oh, I don't know. Like I never September? really got, never really got into Stalker. Uh, initial release date, 2024. Well, that's fucking helpful. <laughs> I think it's September. April? September, September December, April. Yeah. Sick. Uh, Google says September 5th. Okay. Interesting. It was delayed again until September. That one... So here's the thing. I never super got into Stalker. I know Stalker is the inspiration for like a lot of things. Like Tarkov was heavily in- inspired by Stalker, as in at least like aesthetic. I know that some of the mods for Stalker, like Anomaly and Gamma, are insane. And I know that there have been multiplayer mods for Stalker, but it's just hella old. And the new game looks amazing. So my cope for Stalker is that like new engine, new game, super fresh. And then the modding community is able to use a much better engine to create like an open world PvPVE Stalker. Because I'm in on that. Yeah. I'm in on that 100%. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll see. But, uh, but yeah. Dude, I had, I had the, real quick, I had yeah. the fucking idea. It was one of those like wake up from a deep sleep with like an idea for a game um and i like i i kind of want to fuck around with with the concept as like this is like the ninth game idea that i've had that i'm going to write four lines of code and then never do anything <laughs> with but but dude did you ever play on like mini clip oh yeah addictinggames.com any of the mini golf games yeah yeah for sure i i want like there, there are a couple of games. One of them is a mobile game, but they don't do what I what I kind of wanted exactly. But like orbital golf. Ooh. Imagine like like 2D. You, you see a planet and you like hit the golf ball and it goes and like and like. You Wait, why is planet. that a genius idea? Dude, wouldn't that be sick? Like because then you could use orbital. Orbital imagine, golf. Yeah, dude. Because it's kind of like, remember how I was talking about Kerbal Space Program yeah. and how you have like the orbit, right? And you you do things to like change the orbit. Yeah. 
Imagine like you're a little space guy. I'm I'm literally picturing you have like your EVA like yeah. jetpack in space. Yeah. There's a golf ball, and you're just like, and it's like around the black hole, around through Jupiter. Dude, yeah, because like then the different like driver or like uh, the different clubs would like change the. Dude, the distance. it's funny because we just spent like an hour, I think, on the Patreon episode talking about Kerbal and the gravity and all that kind of stuff. So that's why, like, that would make so much sense. Like, that would be so funny. And and I've I've done that before. I actually worked on like a mobile game. I'm not going to be able to, to find it in this time period, but um, I've like literally done that simple 2D orbital kind of stuff. It would, be, it would be orbital golf. Oh, and we were talking about top golf. You didn't know what top golf was. Oh, maybe that's why, dude. Yeah, that that planted the seed in your head. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> That'd be sick. I'm in. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. That's what's happening. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode and want more like it, you can check out our Patreon where you can get access to these episodes early and ad-free. You can uh, get access to the first, I think, like 30 episodes of the podcast we have recorded and get an additional episode of the podcast exclusively every week, about an hour-long episode. So you can go to patreon.com slash the podcast pod if you're interested in that. But thank you guys so much for hanging. Thanks for for sticking with us and enjoying the content. We hope that you uh, enjoy it and have fun. And uh, we will definitely see y'all on the next one. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.